कंप्लीट वर्क्स ऑफ स्वामी विवेकानंद एटींथ सेशन टुडे पेपर ऑन हिंदुइजम सेकेंड पार्ट ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम श्री गणेशा नमः डॉक्टर कृष्णमूर्ति शास्त्री दंबे पुनच दक्षिण कन्नड कर्नाटक इंडिया Why should the free, perfect and pure being be thus under the thraldom of matter is the next question. How can the perfect soul be deluded into the belief that it is imperfect? We have been told that the Hindus shirk the question and say that no such question can be there. Some thinkers want to answer it by posting or uh, positing one or more quasi-perfect beings. and use big scientific names to fill up the bag a uh, gap but naming is not explaining the question remains the same how can the perfect become the quasi perfect how can the pure the absolute change uh, absolute change even a microscopic particle of its nature but the hindu is sincere he does not want to take shelter under sophistry he is brave enough to face the question in a ma- ma- manly fashion and his answer is i do not know i do not know how the perfect being the soul came to think of itself itself as imperfect as joined to and conditioned by matter but the fact is a fact for all that it is a fact in everybody's consciousness that one thinks of oneself as the body the hindu does not attempt to explain why one thinks one is the body the answer that it is the will of god is no explanation this is nothing more than what the hindu says i do not know so it is due to ajnana or ignorance or avidya or maya illusion well then the human soul is eternal and immortal <coughs> perfect and infinite and death means only a change of center from the from one body to another the present is determined by our past actions and the future by the present the soul will go on evolving up or reverting back from birth to birth and death to death but here is another question is man a tiny boat in a tempest raised one moment on the foamy crest of a billow and dashed down into a yawning chasm the next rolling to and fro at the mercy of god uh, good and bad actions a powerless helpless wreck in an ever raging ever rushing uncompromising current of cause and effect a little moth placed under the wheel of causation which rolls on crushing everything in its way and waits not for the widow's tears or the orphan's cry the heart sinks at the idea at this is the law of nature is there no hope is there no escape was the cry that went up from the bottom of the heart of despair despair it reached and reached the throne of mercy and words of hope and consolation came down and inspired a vedic sage and he stood up before the world and in trumpet voice proclaimed the glad tidings here ye children of immortal bliss even ye that reside in higher spheres i have found the ancient one who is beyond all darkness all delusion knowing him alone you shall be saved from death over again children of immortal bliss what is sweet what a hopeful name allow me to call you 
brethren by that sweet name hairs of immortal bliss yeah the hindu refuses to call you sinners ye are the children of god the sharers of immortal bliss holy and perfect beings ye divines on earth sinners ye divinities on earth sinners it is a sin to call a man so it is a standing libel or libel on human nature come up o lions and shake off the delusion that you are sheep you are souls immortal spirits free blessed and eternal ye are not matter ye are not bodies matter is your servant not you the servant of matter thus it is that the vedas proclaim not a dreadful combination of unforgiving laws not an endless prison of cause and effect but that at the head of all these laws in and through every particle of matter and force stands one by whose command the wind blows the fire burns the clouds rain and death stalks upon the earth and what is his nature he is everywhere the pure and formless one the almighty and the all merciful though are your father our father though are our mother though are our beloved friend though are the source of all strength give us strength though are he that bears the burdens of the universe help me bear the little burden of this life thus sang the rishis of the vedas and how to worship him through love he is to be worshiped as the one beloved dearer than everything in this and the next life this is the doctrine of love declared in the vedas and let us see how it is fully developed and taught by krishna whom the hindus believe to have been god incarnate on earth he taught that a man ought to live in this world like a lotus leaf which grows in water but is never moistened by water so a man ought to live in the world his heart to god and his hands to work see how nicely swami vivekananda is explaining krishna's talk in bhagavad gita it is good to love god for hope of reward in this or the next world but it is better to love god for love's sake and the prayer goes lord i do not want wealth nor children nor learning if it be thy will i shall go from birth to birth but grant me this that i may love thee without the hope of reward love unselfishly for love's sake one of the disciples of krishna the then emperor of india was driven from his kingdom by his enemies and had to take shelter with his queen in a forest in the himalayas and there one day the queen asked him how it was that he the most virtuous of men should suffer so much mercy yeah, misery yudhishthira answered behold my queen the himalayas how grand and beautiful they are i love them they do not give me anything but my nature is to love the grand the beautiful therefore i love them similarly i love the lord he is the source of all beauty of all sublimity he is the only object to be loved my nature is to love him and therefore i love i do not pray for anything i do not ask for anything let him place me wherever he likes i must love him for love's sake i cannot trade in love the vedas teach that the soul is divine only held in the bondage of matter perfection will be reached when this bond will burst and the word 
they use for it is therefore mukti freedom freedom from the bonds of imperfection freedom from death and misery and this bondage can only fall off through the mercy of god and this mercy comes on the pure so purity is the condition of his mercy how does that mercy act he reveals himself to the pure heart the pure and the stainless see god yeah even in this life then and then only the crookedness of the heart is made straight then all doubt ceases he is no more the freak of a terrible law of causation this is the very center the very vital conception of hinduism the hindu does not want to live upon words and theories if there are existences beyond the ordinary sensuous existence he wants to come face to face with them if there is a soul in him which is not matter if there is an all merciful universal soul he will go to him direct he must see him and that alone can destroy all doubts so the best proof of a hindu sage gives about the soul about god is i have seen the soul i have seen god and that is the only condition of perfection the hindu religion does not consist in struggles and attempts to believe a certain doctrine or dogma but in realizing not in believing but in being and com- becoming thus the whole object of their system is by constant struggle to become perfect to become divine to reach god and see god and this reaching god seeing god becoming perfect even as the father in heaven is perfect constitutes the religion of the hindus and what becomes of a man when he attains perfection he lives a life of bliss infinite he enjoys infinite and perfect bliss having obtained the only thing in which man ought to have pleasure namely god and enjoys the bliss with god so far all the hindus are agreed this is common religion of all sects of india but then perfection is absolute and the absolute cannot be two or three it cannot have any qualities it cannot be an individual and so when a soul becomes perfect and absolute it must become one with the brahman and it would only realize the lord as the perfection the reality of its own nature and existence the existence absolute knowledge absolute and bliss absolute we have often and often read this called the losing of individuality and becoming a stock or a stone he jests at scars that never felt a wound i tell you it is nothing of of the kind if it is happiness to enjoy the consciousness of this small body it must be greater happiness to enjoy the consciousness of two bodies the measure of happiness increasing with the consciousness of an increasing number of bodies the aim the ultimate happiness being reached when it would become a universal consciousness therefore to gain this infinite this infinite universal individuality vishwamanavatva this miserable little prison individuality must go then alone can death cease when i am alone with life then alone can misery cease when i am alone with happiness itself then alone can all errors cease when i am one with knowledge itself and this is a necessity necessary scientific conclusion science has proved to me that physical individuality is a delusion that really my body is one little continuously changing body in an unbroken ocean of matter and advaita unity is the necessary conclusion with my other counterpart soul science is nothing but the finding of unity as soon as science would reach perfect unity it would stop from further progress because it would reach the goal thus chemistry could not progress farther when it would discover one element out of which all other could be made 
physics would stop when it would be able to fulfill its services in discovering one energy of which all others are but manifestations and the science of religion become perfect when it would discover him who is the one life in a universe of death him who is the constant basis of an ever changing world one who is the only soul of which all souls are but delusive manifestations thus is it through multiplicity and duality that the ultimate unity is reached religion can go no further this is the goal of all science all science is bound to come to this conclusion in the long run manifestation and not creation is the word of science today and the hindu is only glad that what he has been cherishing in his bosom for ages is going to be taught in more forcible language and with further light from the latest conclusion of science descend we know descend we know from the aspirations of philosophy to the religion of the ignorant at the very outset i may tell you that there is no polytheism in india in every temple if one stands by and listens one will find the worshippers applying all the attributes of god including omnipresence to the images it is not polytheism nor would be name henotheism explain the situation the rose called by any other name would smell as sweet names are not explanations i remember as a boy hearing a christian missionary preach to a crowd in india among other sweet things he was telling them was that if a, if he gave a blow to their idol with his stick what could it do one of his hearers sharply answered if i abuse your god what can he do <laughs> you would be punished said the preacher when you die so my idol will punish you when you die retorted the hindu the tree is known by its fruits when i have seen amongst them that are called idolaters men the like of whom in morality and spirituality and love i love i have never seen anywhere i stop and ask myself can sin beget holiness superstition is a great enemy of man but bigotry or bigotry is worse why does a christian go to church why is the cross holy why is the face turned toward the sky in prayer why are there so many images in the catholic church why are there so many images in the minds of protestants when they pray my brethren we may no more think about anything without a mental image than we can live without breathing by the law of association the material image calls up the mental idea and vice versa this is why the hindus hindu uses an external symbol when he worships he will tell you it keeps to keep it helps to keep his mind fixed on the being to whom he prays he knows as well as you do that the image is not god is not omnipresent after all how much does omnipresence mean to almost the whole world it stands merely a word a symbol has god superficial area if not when we repeat the word we repeat that word omnipresent we think of the extended sky or of space that is all as you find that somehow or other by the laws of our mental constitution we have to associate our ideas of infinitely infinity with the image of the blue sky or of the sea so we naturally connect our idea of holiness with the image of a church a mosque or a cross 
the hindus have associated the idea of holiness purity truth omnipresence and such other ideas with different images and forms but with this difference that while some people devote their whole lives lives to their idol of a church and never rise higher because with them religion means an intellectual assent to certain doctrines and doing do uh, good to their fellows the whole religion of the hindu is centered in realization man is to become divine by realizing the divine idols or temples or churches or books are only the supports the helps of his spiritual childhood but on the uh, on and on he must progress he must not stop anywhere external worship material worship says say the scriptures is the lowest stage struggling to rise high mental prayer is the next stage but the highest stage is when the lord has been realized mark the same earnest man who is kneeling before the idol tells you him the sun cannot express nor the moon nor the stars the lightning cannot express him nor what we speak as of as fire through him they shine न त्र सूर्यो भाति न चंद्र तारक नेमा विद्युत भाति कुतोयमग्नि तमेव भातमुभाति विभाति श्वेताश्वतर उपनिषद सेस लाइक दिस बट ही डज नॉट एब्यूज एनी वन्स आइडल और कॉल इट वर्शिप सीन ही रेकग्नाइज इन इट ए नेसेसरी स्टेज ऑफ लाइफ द चाइल्ड इज फादर ऑफ ऑफ द मैन would it be right for an old man to say that childhood is a sin or youth is a sin if a man can realize his divine nature with the help of an image would it be right to call that a sin nor even when he passed he has passed it that stage should he call it an error to the hindu man is not traveling from error to truth but from truth to truth from lower to higher truth to him all the religions from the lowest fetishism to the highest absolutism mean so many attempts to the human soul to grasp and realize the infinite each determined by the conditions of its birth and association and each of these marks a stage of progress and every soul is a young eagle soaring higher and higher gathering more and more strength till it reaches the glorious sun unity in variety is the plan of nature and the hindu has recognized it Every other religion lays down certain fixed dogmas and tries to force society to adopt them. It places before society only one coat which must fit Jack and John and Henry all alike. If it does not fit John or Henry, he must go without a coat or uh, to cover his body. The Hindus have discovered that the absolute can only be realized or thought of or stated through the relative and the images. crosses and crescents are simply so many symbols so many pegs to hang the spiritual ideas on it is not that this help is necessary for everyone but those that do not need it have no right to say that it is wrong nor is it compulsory in hinduism this is his speciality see how nicely swami vivekananda is uh, uh, unraveling the truth uncovering step by step one thing i must tell you idol idolatry in india that is murti upasana vigraha aradhanam does not mean anything horrible it is not the 
it is worship of the idols it is not the mother of harlots on the other hand it is the attempt of under uh, undeveloped minds to grasp high spiritual truths the hindus have their faults they sometimes have their ex- exceptions but mark this they are always for punishing their own bodies and never for cutting the throats of their neighbors if the hindu fanatic burns himself on the pyre he never lights the fire of inquisition and even this cannot be laid at the door of his religion any more than the burning of witches can be laid at the door of christianity to the hindu then the whole world of religions is only a traveling a coming up of different men and women through various conditions and circumstances to the same goal every religion is only evolving a god out of the material man and the same god is the inspirer of all of them why then are there so many contradictions they are all only apparent says the hindu the contradictions come from the same truth adapting itself to the varying circumstances of different natures it is the same light coming through glasses of different colors and these little variations are necessary for purposes of adaptation but in the heart of everything the same truth reigns reigns the uh, uh, rules the lord has declared to the hindu in his incarnation as krishna i am in every religion as the thread through a string of pearls wherever though sees the extraordinary holiness and extraordinary power raising and purifying humanity know though that i am there yadyad vibhuti mat sattvam shrimadurjitameva va tattadeva avagachchatvam mamatejomsha sambhavam in bhagavad gita shri krishna says and what has been the result i challenge the world to find throughout the whole system of sanskrit philosophy any such expression that as that the hindu alone will be saved and not others says vyasa we find perfect men even beyond the pale of our caste and creed one thing more how then can the hindu whose whole fabric of thought centers in god believe in buddhism which is agnostic or in jainism which is atheistic the buddhists or the jains do not depend upon god but the whole force of their religion is directed to the great central truth in every religion to evolve a god out of man they have not seen the father but they have seen the son and he that hath been that has seen the son has has seen the father also hmm. this brothers is a short sketch of the religious ideas of the hindus the hindu may have failed to carry out all these pla- plans but if there is ever to be a universal religion it must be one which will have no location in place or time which will be infinite like the god it will preach and whose sun will shine upon the followers of krishna and of christ on saints and sinners alike which will not be brahmanic or buddhistic christian or mohammedan but the sum total of all these and still have infinite space for development which in its catholicity will embrace in its infinite arms and find a place for every human being from the lowest groveling savage not far removed from the brute to the highest man towering by the virtues of his head and heart almost above humanity making society stand in awe of him and doubt his human nature it will be a religion which will have no place for 
persecution or intolerance in its polity or policy polity which will recognize divinity in every man and woman and whose whole scope whose whole force will be created in aiding humanity to realize its own true divine nature offer such a religion and all the reli- uh, nations will follow you offer such a religion and all the nations will follow you ashoka's council was a council of the buddhist faith akbar's though more to the purpose was only a parlor meeting it was reserved for america to proclaim to all quarters of the globe that the lord is in every religion may he who is the brahman of the hindus the ahura mazda of the zoroastrians the buddha of the buddhists the jehovah of the jews the father in heaven of the christians give strength to you to carry out your noble idea see how nicely swami vekananda is expressing may he who is the brahman or brahman of the hindus the ahura mazda of the zoroastrians the buddha of the buddhists the jehovah of the jews the father in heaven of the christians give strength to you carry out your noble idea the star arose in the east it traveled steadily towards the west sometimes dimmed and sometimes effulgent till it made a circuit of the world now and now it is again rising on the very horizon of the east the borders of the sanpo a thousand fold more effulgent than it it was it ever was before hail colombia motherland of liberty it has been given to thee who never dipped her hand in her neighbor's blood who never found out that the shortest way of becoming rich was by robbing one's neighbors it has been given to thee to march at the vanguard of civilization with the flag of harmony the teachings like this changed the minds of the uh, westerners most probably british and french etc and they left the uh, ruling of india maybe after around 40 to 50 years after these lessons of swami vivekananda this is also one inspiration or cause for our freedom of our country india so this ends the uh essay or uh, a paper on hinduism this is second part and in the next session we shall continue with the other topics so this ends the 18th session of complete works of swami vivekananda hari rama om tat sat